Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to the Full Force News Burst live special. Well, let's talk classified leatherneck. Uh, I'm Christopher McLeod, aka Diagnostic 80, uh, brought to you by General Joe's Reborn.com. Hope everyone's having a lovely weekend. It's happy Super Bowl Sunday, uh, is all I'll say. Um, I'm I'm half what like it, it. Okay, so obviously the family are from uh, KC. Uh, so, like Kansas City Chiefs fans, so um, I, I definitely have my, you know, um, uh, my preference of winning uh, today. Uh, so good luck to both teams, but uh, really, sorry, something on my screen. But really, um, yeah, we hope the Kansas City Chiefs win. But anyway, um, earlier today as well, my my football team won. Actual football, Kitty said, soccer. Yes, Manchester United got their got a victory. Uh, so I'm happy. Half half the day so far, going well. Uh, let's see how the other half goes. Right. Um, how is everybody this weekend? I hope everyone's having a, a good time. I hope everyone's having an exciting. I hope I hope the people. Either are um, fans of uh, NFL tuning in right now, even though obviously um, their game is pretty soon. Um, anyway. I am coming live to you guys today to talk about Classified Leatherneck. Yes, this is a new sort of um, live version of what I've been doing in the past with the edited videos. I thought, you know, let's do them live. They're more fun. And we'll go through, um, you know, basically the history of Leatherneck uh, in the G.I. Joe brand and what we can kind of expect from his Classified series figure uh, towards the end as well. So I hope everyone's doing well. Let's get stuck into it. Uh, it's going to be a, it's a chunky old episode because Leatherneck's got a lot more history than you than you probably give him credit for. Uh, but let's go, Leatherneck. Pow! Uh, this is better than football, says Christopher Gallant. Brilliant. Um, I'm a fan of the food and commercial, says Rexship85. Brilliant. I do uh, the, the commercials are pretty cool or adverts as we call them. Um, and food is still called food in the UK, though. Semperfy, Rob, absolutely. This is Leatherneck after all. Um, Wendell in the house, indeed, Ed. We will talk about his name. It's an absolute beauty, isn't it? A lot of crappy figures with the Leatherneck name attached. Yeah, well, let, yeah, we'll kind of talk about that. I don't think this, I th it's interesting to me, not necessarily crappy, but we'll definitely get into that. Uh, don't call me, sir. I work for a living, Scott, exactly. Um, let's, that's from Let's Play Soldier, isn't it? I love that episode. Oh my God. Um, hello everyone in the chat. I hope everyone, there's loads of people joining in. This is great. Let's get stuck into Leatherneck then. Lots to discuss in the history of this lad. Um, but first of all, I always forget this bit. Of course, I've done this little fancy graphic, haven't I, for name only reveals. Uh, and of course, Leatherneck is right up there. Um, so that would only leave in terms of the Let's Talk videos. Xandar, which is nice. Just that one video to do before they drop another load of name-only reveals on us. And um, I have to change the graphic again, and I have to do more videos. But it's all good. Um, the more the more, the merrier, is what I say. I'm excited for Stardust 2 Tactic, I've got to admit. Um, the real question is, who is the better Marine, Gung-Ho or the Leatherneck, and why is it mainframe? Wreckship85 with the comment of the day so far. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it to mainframe, uh, but let's let's get stuck into Leatherneck because we're here for Leatherneck, right? Now, Leatherneck version one was released in the United States in 1986 on US single card, of course, on that single classic single card, um, that uh, not that one, um, 
we'll we'll get to the card in a second. I get, I guess. Um, head sculpt and card. He came with a rifle and a backpack. Let's not get ahead of myself here. He came with his is that kind of classic. Was it M sixteen with M two o three grenade launcher or something along those lines? It's the classic one that you see in like Predator. I think Arnie's using it, isn't he? Like I I wanted this figure so bad just for the rifle, honestly. Um, just so I could kind of set, you know, do my uh, Predator little, you know, play pattern that I really like playing. Um, the movie, by the way, not the uh, other Predator. Um, anyway, yeah, his head sculpt and card art likeness um, obviously followed that of Joe Legend Ron Rudat. And we will come back to the likeness of the card art because there is an interesting theorem which I have. And there might be there might be an actual um, explanation behind it. But um, there is a sort of kind of like, well, we'll get to it shortly, but it's really interesting and it has a lot to do with the UK version of the figure. Um, but, but what I would say is I always had, uh, we need a classified Arnie and an Arnie impression crit. What's your dog? Get out. There you go. Um, 84 Rain says go Niners. Well, Good luck in, in the game, anyway, 84 Rain. Um, I know, obviously, there's probably going to be 49ers fans in the chat, and there's probably going to be anti-Kansas City Chiefs fans. It's totally fine. Um, my team won today, so I'm happy. <laughs> I'm half. I'm halfway there. Um, anyway, so like I said, if you look at that card art, yes, it's classic. Yes, it's like Ron Rudat's likeness, et cetera, et cetera. But it, there's something about it that doesn't quite look right to me. And I've always felt this, right? And it's probably because of the UK information that will come to you a little bit later. But like the arms and the face, and it doesn't quite look like it matches correctly. Like it might be a bit too small, the face for the body. I don't know what you guys think about this. And I might this might be blasphemy to a lot of you. But it always looks a little bit not quite right. And not because of Ron, obviously. Beautiful Ron Rudat, of course. Good friends with Ron. Don't want to, um, I'm not besmirching his uh, wonderful likeness, of course. But there's just an interesting vibe to the original card art. And I will I will unleash what I'm getting at a little bit later on. Um, Ray says a missed paint app on the original figure caused him to have weird looking converse type sneakers. Check the card art for how his lower legs should have looked. Still a favorite of mine though. I, I didn't notice that Ray, but we'll have a look. Yes, for sure. Um, anyway, there you go. There's the Leatherneck V1 information for you. 1986 bad boy. Now let's talk his file card. Uh, Wendell A. Metzger or Metzger Wendell A. Um, you know, he's a Marine, of course. I'm not going to read the serial number. Infantry and drill sergeant are his specialties. Now, he's a, his grade is gunnery sergeant, which is interesting, because that was something new on the file cards, I think, at that point. I think we'd had a few. I mean, we'd had like E. We'd had all the E's and O's and things like that, but I'm not sure if we'd had something that was as different as this to this point. We might have done. I just can't think off the top of my head. Um, they all. I felt like they all had pretty much normal grades. And then all of a sudden, we've got gunnery sergeant. Um, and birthplace is interesting as well. Stromsburg, Nebraska. Now, that is interesting because, uh, for me, because of where he's born in the UK release. Uh, but anyway, Leatherneck was the hardest gunny, Kitty said, that ever slogged through the mud of Camp Lejeune. Before that, he was the toughest drill sergeant on Paris Island. Before that, because it's in italics, he was the roughest tech tech sergeant of the 1st Recon Battalion in Vietnam. 
Also, is that a typo? Should it shouldn't Vietnam be one word? I thought maybe that is a typo. Maybe they're just highlighting Nam. I don't know. Um, Gunnery Sergeant is E seven, I think. Says Rexship eighty five. As does Ray Murphy. Gunnery Sergeant equals E seven. Thank you guys for the extra um, color on that. Uh, before that, because that's in all caps, he was the meanest corporal in Gitmo. Civilian badness just doesn't count. He is uncouth, opinionated, and overbearing, and he has no patience at all with the indecisive, the lazy, and the dishonest. Not a man you can like, but one you can trust. Um, Recon Battalion, obviously, in uh, uh, the the little bit at the bottom there, which is obviously in relation to the uh, the kind of like the fact they just use BN in the type at the top there. They could have gotten away. They could have gotten away with just writing Battalion in the file card because it wouldn't have affected the size of the text in the file card area technically. But hey ho, they've done it anyway. It's pronounced Vietnam like a true Vietnam vet. Uh, absolutely, wreckship. Um, hey, Payne. Right, so there's your there's your file card. Nice and nice and solid. Good characterization in there. Mm. He's a hard nut. You know, he's 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 different. He's a he's a he's a he's basically, you know, there's no messing with him. There's no mess. He is straight down the middle, a hardcore marine. End of story. Right now. Leatherneck V1 featured heavily in the second series of the Sunbow cartoon, voiced by Chuck McCann, and always arguing with Wetsuit. Always. Like they were, it was like a married couple. And I liked it because it was like the Marines versus the Navy, wasn't it? And there was like a real, they played that up in a big way. Um, it made it kind of fun in those episodes. Um, specifically, the screenshots here were from, I think, Arise to Pencil or Rise, I took them from, um, because this is that part just before. They go into the underwater tomb. Um, who is in the underwater tomb? I've forgotten who it is now. But there's an un there's a tomb underwater that they that Destro raids, and these guys are on the surface, um, running um, interference, as it were. Um, classified Leatherneck is the figure I've been waiting for, says Kevin Mail. Yeah, um, it, dude, it's a I'm same. I'm a big fan of the of obviously the cartoon, so I'm I'm really excited to see. Um, you know um this character going to into um into the classified series you jarhead um i hate to interrupt such sophisticated repartee brilliant oh alexander thank you very much leon it was alexander wasn't it um the name vietnam literally viet south means viet of the south per vietnamese word order of south of the viet per classical chinese word order thank you ed so it can be it can be separated like that i guess um, what is interesting, though, is, well, we'll see a little bit later on. I keep trying to jump the gun a little bit. Landlubber organization. Brilliant. Uh, anyway, so yes, always fighting. Um, and I loved it. I thought it was really good um, characterization for the two of them, especially in my favorite things. I think it was when Leatherneck gets a dart through his backpack. He goes all the way through his backpack and, and catches him in the back. And he gets poisoned by Serpentor. And so wet, wet, let, Lifeline tells Wetsuit the only way they can save him is if they get um, a, like a good amount of his blood, Serpentor's blood. And um, in the end, he gets it from, I think he kind of makes the, the uh, what do you call it? He, he makes Serpentor's pet bite him on the arm so that he can drain the, the poison from the bandage around his arm and, and save Leatherneck, basically, or save both of them. Um, anyway, really good thing. Chuck McCann did the good the thing too. Interesting. Yeah, Chuck McCann, uh, like I his voice is amazing, isn't it, for Leatherneck? Absolutely. It made that real raspy, deep, uh, 
kind of Leathernecks. I loved it. I thought it was great. Anyway, that's that's Leatherneck in the cartoon. Now, Leatherneck in the comics, his first comic appearance is in A Real American Hero issue 49, as you can see below. That's under the text. You can see him just to the right of the image um, in that little panel there. But it's issue 50 to the right-hand side there, where he leads an assault team to take back the town of Springfield um, in the Battle of Springfield right there on in the right-hand side. And it's interesting because I think in one panel in... 49 or 50 it's one of the issues one panel it looks like he's he's reading out the names of the uh characters that like one of these reading out the name of the team as they're sitting in the in the um uh in the tomahawks or whatever vehicles they're in at that time and he's like doing the roll call but the roll call says leatherneck but the character that's sitting down it effectively is gung-ho it's like they've repainted they've painted them wrong but they've also given him a vest too so it effectively looks like gung ho which is funny not on any of these panels that I, I didn't have the foresight to put that panel up because i'm an idiot but um anyway wilfredo says i missed the beginning of today's show but caught the last part of the show can't wait to see leatherneck in classified form well we're only a few minutes in so you're not really missing much at the moment um in any case um that is you know and then leatherneck obviously appears then in a real american hero um, in and out for, you know, kind of like not in like a major way. He's kind of like almost a bit of background fodder for the most part, but he does make appearances throughout the, the comic series at that point. And he has been utilized in issues going forward as well, like in, um, you know, the modern kind of iteration of Real American Hero, IDW's kind of ongoing. He's popped up at time, uh, you know, every now and again, basically. But um, yeah. They never really gave him a personality or voice for the comics. It's kind of true, honestly, for it, in that sense. He's always been a little bit of a background character um, in the comics. Right. Really hoping when they do wetsuit, we get an unmasked head with that marvellous curly hair. Scott, I agree with you. I really think they, they need to do that with wetsuit. Um, anywho, anywho, moving on. Now, in he was released in 1988 for the UK and Europe. Um, as you can see, this is the Action Force International Heroes card back. Um, you can see on the front of the card as well, but bear in mind, look very carefully at the card art here. It is the classic Ron Rudat likeness, as you all recognize it. I bet a few of you are wondering where I'm going with this, but some of you might already know where I'm going with this. Um, so it was the same figure and accessories as the US release, excuse me, but had a heavily edited file card. The character was now born in West Germany, and a number of the place names mentioned in the US file card were changed to places in Germany. There's your figure, same, exactly the same figure, uh, same accessories. Um, really good, actually, it's a really underrated figure, this one for me. I love this uh, original O-ring Leatherneck figure, and I'm really happy that he's coming in the, Kitty said, in the um, Sergeant Slaughter Triple T situation, as we've seen the leaked listings of that. Mm -hmm. So it's nice that we're getting a Leatherneck O-ring figure very soon. Um, even if it's not with Super 7, you know, we're getting one with, uh, with Hasbro, which is pretty cool. Anyway, moving forward, um, this is the file card. Now, this is where it all comes tumbling down. Look at that artwork. This is on the back of the Action Force card back, which, as you've just seen, has Ron Rudat's likeness on it. That isn't Ron Rudat's likeness. That, to me, and correct me if I'm wrong here, guys, looks like it might have been the original drawing for Leatherneck. Like, this is what I think the original Leatherneck, art, Leatherneck artwork was. 
And at some point during the process, they wanted Ron's likeness on the figure. And so they, you know, they got it on the, the actual action figure, Ron's likeness is on it. So they wanted to actually maybe do the artwork for the file card as well for the for the artwork, you know, proper for the card. And they had to paint over it or add it over the top, or maybe even like the, you know, the transparencies kind of job. So they paint Ron's likeness and then do a transparency kind of cover on it, right? Isn't that crazy cool? I have never noticed this until I did the research for it. It never It's never one of those things that came up in conversation or ever was mentioned that the art on the front was different to the art on the back. And what is even cooler is we do get this artwork appearing again in the future. Now, I have done this, yeah? So you can see that the artwork is effectively identical, right? Apart from where Ron's face kind of takes over. Um, the hair at the back is slightly longer on Ron's as well. It kind of like encroaches a little bit more over the ear. But I think that was really just to cover some of the ear up on there. But the hat's exactly the same. The rest of the, even the shadow under his under his neck is the same shape, by the way. And if you go onto Ron's one, they've kind of colored it in a little bit or like, you know, filled it in a little bit more. But it's effectively the exact same shape. So it's really interesting there that we've got this. And I just wanted to kind of show you that um, just to see if anyone was aware of it. Um, in Germany, he would be Ledernacken. Yes, he would be, Leon, absolutely. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. They actually gave Wetsuit his right head and hair in the built-to-rule line correctly, and they did. Um, yes, Jamie Lynn, not seen that before. Um, Leatherneck looks like he got a bad moustache trim and now he's mad about it, says he kind of does. Kevin says, very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I never noticed it before, says Leon. Uh, it's gung-ho with a wig, says Ray. It does feel that way, doesn't it, when you when you look at Ron's? But uh, anyway, maybe it was original concept art before updating it to Ron's likeness. John, that's what, we're, that's what we assume is the case. We think not concept art, but the art that was done for Leatherneck. We think this is the art that was done for Leatherneck, right? And then, um, as you know, it's done. But then, at that point, they would make that they, they make that distinction that they want to put Ron's likeness on it. They tell the guys, uh, you know, for the Action Force Hasbro UK, they they explain that they send over the transparency. It's done on the front of the card, but they don't pay attention to the back of the card. Either it's forgotten, missed, or they just didn't care. They're like, well, we you know we we can't get it to work properly or whatever, so we'll just do it on the front and hope nobody notices. So maybe there's something along those that uh, lines going on there as well. But effectively, they changed it on the front of the card, but not on the back of the card. And I think that is wicked. Anyway, let's look at the actual file card itself as well. It's still Wendell A. Metzger, so he's still got that name. Still infantry, still a drill sergeant, same serial number, still a marine. Uh, still gunnery sergeant, but now he's born in Berchtesgaden in West Germany, right? Now, it says Leatherneck was the hardest gunny that ever slogged through the mud of Camp Nuremberg, so that's changed. Before that, he was the toughest drill sergeant in Hanover, which is near to where I was born. Before that, in italicized as well, uh, he was the roughest tech sergeant of the 1st Recon Battalion in Vietnam, now spelt Vietnam, one word. Again, not sure if that's the they just did that because they thought it was a spelling error or whatever. Before that, in caps, obviously, he was the meanest corporal in Saarbrücken. Civilian badness just doesn't count. So a lot of different changes there uh, in the card. Uh, the bottom part hasn't changed at all. That's still the same. And they've still done the, they've carried over the battalion explanation, even though they be end it at the top. So they've they've carried that over 
as well from the original card. And of course, it says Action Force. It doesn't say G.I. Joe. Um, and it's an ever so slightly different gray color. But look at that. Look at that artwork change. I love that I did this because it really does show the comparison. And it shows his head just plopped on there basically but yeah really interesting isn't it i love it anyway what what is interesting is that different file card art was also used for his collector card um and featured and he featured the actual character feature on the cover of the collector card album you can see him there on the on the uh underneath the text there you can see him shooting into the uh, ether with snake eyes behind him um and of course you can see that card art again replicated on the uh, collector card which i do have and that was like I think that's why I always felt that Ron's art was a bit off. Because I had the personnel file, I had the collector card album, I had all the cards and filled it out. I even had another set of cards because I'd collected so many of them. Um, Leatherneck was, that was the art that I recognized of Leatherneck, um, which was really interesting. And I must say, this art does like really look more like the Sunbow animation, doesn't it? Than the uh, Than the card art does. In any case, um, I just I always thought that was really interesting, honestly. Um, even if you guys don't, I've had such a blast finding that again and seeing it and kind of going, oh, wow. But um, really cool. Yeah. So and I love that the collector card album is amazing. I bought one re recently, about three years ago now, off uh, Matt Paul. Shout out to Matt Paul in the UK. I'm pretty sure I bought one off him as, as well as a couple of other bits and pieces. Um, and, and it was a full filled out one. I just, I just, he had it and I wanted it again and I wanted it in the US because my other one's in the UK and he sent it to me and yeah, it's brilliant. Love it. Um, so Ed, oh, okay. Sorry. I've missed a few. I've missed a few. Um, love Ron Rudat, but I don't want the classifier to look like that. Should look like the action force one. Well, they, they not doing likenesses, are they? Unless it's someone like, you know, the Sarge, for example. Um, coming in late, what I miss? I'm not starting again, Jedi Ben. <laughs> uh, Peppermint All Capsule says, Ich habe einen dichten Vater. Um, I don't know. I should have thought about what you're saying there. Uh, that's absolutely mental. The finished art looks so stylistically different from the rest of the line. It almost looks photo real, says Ed. That's a good point and probably why it stands out, actually, because, yeah, it does have that photorealistic look to it. Maybe they had a different artist do it as well. Maybe they, maybe it was like Greedo did the Leatherneck art and then someone else did the, you know, the Ron Ruda art, possibly. And maybe that's why it kind of stands out a little bit. They tried to copy it, but couldn't quite get it, you know, um, to kind of look as like sketch drawn cartoon as that one. Like Leatherneck, there's, there's definitely like a, yeah, for the Ron Ruda one, there's definitely a more photorealistic look. Absolutely. Will he get to the chopper? Indeed. So the Action Force Leatherneck was trained completely in Germany and is just a US Marine still. I know it's it's amazing, isn't it, um, on that one? The US had bases in Germany for a long time, didn't they? They did. The US had ba have had bases all over the place. They still have them in the UK, I believe. And they probably still have them, have them in Germany. Um, wait, he was from Berchtesgarten? As in the site of probably, yeah, the Eagle's Nest. That's an odd choice. Well, they were just grabbing the famous places, Ryan, 100%. Um, maybe that's why. Uh, and also, also, what is that? Oh, we'll get to it later on, but there's another connection to that. Yeah, there's, a, there's another slight connection to that later on, which we'll get to. Um, I still have that Action Force card book, Peppermint Oil Capsule says. Yes. And also, Ryan, I'll probably say as well, in terms of the Hitler's Eagle's Nest thing, um, 
it was it wasn't i mean i they were they were kind of utilizing a lot of things from germany in the action force line because that was stuff that kind of made sense like we were we could relate to it as kids or not as kids but as the uk a lot of things you know it was, it was things that we'd heard of places that we knew um in terms of a lot of the Aust american places we just hadn't really we haven't got that connection to or heard of them. So I think that was really the reason for that one, honestly. Um, the OG card art should always be the start of the design process for me. OG card art should always be the start of the design process for me. Okay. Um, the job they did with Mutt Face isn't too far away from what I want for Leatherneck. Yeah, that's true. That the Mutt's got that kind of vibe. I think Leatherneck probably needs a more kind of relaxed face. Not relaxed, but not as like, you know, yet like open mouth and so on and so forth um wilfredo i lived in germany for a few years beautiful country and nice people there what you what you read was i have a fat father i thought i know i thought i recognized it uh also wilfredo i'm i was born in germany i was born in rinteln in west germany my dad was in the royal air force so i was i ended up being born on an uh, in an army hospital in rinteln which was in west germany uh at the time of course when it was east and west and um Apparently, there were, it was horrible. Like Mum said, there were like you know cockroaches and rats, and it, the lighting was really dark. It was horrible. She said she was. It was one of. She said she she's you know pop me out, and that was it. Let's go, <laughs> let's bounce. <laughs> uh, anyway, shout out to my mom who had to put up with that. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, another interesting another interesting hospital memory I have in relation to my parents. I went into. Um, the, the Norfolk and Norwich hospital for, I had pneumonia. And I remember my dad was called back from exercise when he was in the RAF to the, the, you know, he had to come back from exercise and he was in his full fatigues and, and, you know, everything, all the, all the gear basically. And he turns up and he comes in like, looking like, looking like GI Joe. And I was like, I was kind of like that. I always have that memory of uh, my dad turning up when I was uh, a little lad I was only seven, I think, when I had pneumonia. It was it was rough, man, real rough. Viral pneumonia as a seven-year-old. Apparently, I nearly died. Uh, I don't remember much of it. I just remember this horrible thing in the morning. I'd be woken up at six in the morning by the um, like the the nurse on 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 call at the time, and she would have to give me this kind of really rough back massage thing. She'd uh, but like not a massage, but like a almost like, you know, pa -pa 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 on the back to get all of the stuff up off, off my lungs. It was it was rough. I hated that. But I remember it. I also remember when I was in hospital for pneumonia. This is a massive tangent. I'm sorry. But I ended up, mum and mum was staying at the hospital at the time and she'd sleep on a, on a little mattress on the floor next to my bed. And she would, she bought me spider-man comics i remember get, her getting me a punisher comic as well which is really cool it was that punisher marvel uk punisher cover where he's like up against the back of the wall and i think like the, there are kind of like a biker gang like hell's angels um to the, like the the side like kind of like almost like that that um eel eels up inside a uh, cover from issue two of action force where he's up against the wall and snake eyes and scarlet coming around the corner very similar to that but um, yeah, I was a military brat, Michael. Yeah, a hundred percent. And um, he, yeah. So uh, they, they, I was, I was getting loads of things bought for me because I was obviously like on, you know, in bad way. And I remember getting Thundercats toys. 
I remember getting the Rambo M60 machine gun, modular M60 machine gun, which was amazing. I recently, yeah, after that, so the Rambo um, MC, uh, we'll get, let's talk about the M M60 another time because we're getting into a massive tangent here. Anyway, yes, I, um, I went to, uh, I went to hospital for pneumonia. Any new 118 news, says WJ. We're not really talking about that. We're talking about, let's talk classified Leatherneck at the moment. Um, yeah, US have got bases everywhere, pretty much. I would actually like a barking Leatherneck face. Get the drill sergeant feel. I, I, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I wouldn't mind. Maybe something similar to the one we're seeing on screen at the moment on that um, on his collector card. My dad was born, born in Heidelberg at a US base. Cool, Captain K. Nice one. Um we live between three RAF bases with US Air Force personnel, and my dad often went to German bases for training. That's interesting as well, Peppermint Oil Capsule. Are the three RAF bases, Mildenhall, like Lake and Heath, those ones, Coltershall. Coltershall isn't there anymore, is it? That was the one that we were, dad was stationed at when we moved to Norfolk in the UK. Um, and then where was he after that? There's what's the? There's so many, and I always forget their names. Uh, I've got a few good friends that have uh, done you know, um, stints, uh, all sorts of different uh, RAF bases. The US Air Force ones, though, for me, are like Mildenhall and Lakenheath. I always remember those. Woodbridge. Oh, nice. Um, Action Force was conceived to be a European brand in Palatoy era. I guess they kept that ethos into the real American era. era. They did, Leon. Yeah, it just carried on throughout that first 87, 88, uh, even 89. And then when they changed Giorgio, Giorgio the Action Force, that's when it, they they still sort of kept a few little bits and pieces here and there. I want to say that the Giorgio, the Action Force, Tiger Force characters all had different um, birthplaces as well. So it kind of did kind of it kind of continued a little bit, and then it went full Giorgio, and it, everything was they didn't change a thing after that really. Um, uh, sounds like you briefly went to the slaughterhouse for hospital. It did feel like that actually, Wreckship eighty five. Uh, Leon Jarmus says that UK Punisher run was amazing, came out roughly the same time as Action Force Monthly. Yes, Leon, it was great, wasn't it? I, I can't remember which issue number was, maybe issue four that I had. Um, but I loved that issue and I love that cover where he's like up against the wall, like looking and the Hell's Angels around the corner. It's really cool. Um, I had the Marvel UK Punisher run too, parallel lives just a few miles from each other. I know it's so crazy, isn't it? Woodbridge, yes, Peppermint Oil Capsule, brilliant. And Lake and Heath, yes, of course. I knew that very well. Very, I, I know Lake and Heath very well. I had friends that were on that were stationed there. Um, Lake and Heath and Mildenhall. Which one's got the Taco Bell? One of them's got a Taco Bell. And I remember I ended up um going there and just getting addicted to Taco Bell because it was like it was we didn't have one outside of the Air Force Base, obviously. Um, but it was effectively U.S. soil, so they could have they they did as, as many U.S. things for the U.S. Um, troops there as possible. And I, I even loved going there for the, uh, the BX. Is it um, where you get all like the sneakers, all like the new uh, Jordans and stuff? Amazing. Um, how does it feel since you're a Brit and they have added Action Force characters to Reaction? Love it, W. Absolutely love it. And I'm really excited to see more of that stuff in the O-ring line going forward now. Like, um, and we've even had an ultimate red jackal. I mean, it's it's a, an embarrassment of riches, isn't it, at the moment? The Super Bowl of repaints is here. Hello, Stygian360. Um, 
My favourite Leatherneck Wetsuit episode as a kid was Once Upon a Joe, 84 Rain, Good Shout. Mine was... Now, my favourite Leatherneck episode is Let's Play Soldier. My favourite Leatherneck and Wetsuit episode is My Favourite Things. And my favourite Wetsuit episode is... Probably My Favourite Things as well. Um, was there American toys available at the base PX, says Ray? Not that I can remember, because I was probably in my 20s when I was visiting the the base at that point. 20s going into, yeah, almost my entire 20s, I was I had friends in the on the base on base. But um I don't remember any toys there. I just remember like being like loads of clothes, it being really messy, and the sneakers section was it was it wasn't like it wasn't a night, it was like a really old-fashioned UK department store. Um, that's how it was built like um but it wasn't but obviously the stuff in there was american stuff so it was there was like loads of cool stuff but um yeah i yeah and it was really awesome because the the guys that i knew there they would have stuff sent to them from the us um like huge boxes of of stuff because it was cheaper to send to them and they would just get like you know all their home goodness you know like sweets can like candy um food uh magazines all sorts of stuff they'd get like huge you know boxes sent to them um i love the scene with lifeline giving wetsuit a dressing down yeah which one was that was that the one where they get the the uh uh the lifeline dial tone shipwreck get uh promoted by because cobra have got into the computer system i think that's the one that that one is that was a good one uh, Taco Bella's Lake and Heath, the Galaxy Bar was on Milden Hall. I used to watch the SR71 on the way to school. That's amazing, Peppermint Oil Capsule. Um, hello, Tony's Figs. Um, those early years of G.I. Joe, my family and I was stationed in Landstuhl, Germany, 83 to 87. This has gone on a massive tangent. I really love it, though. We stayed off base at, and three high-rise buildings apartments. Two were US, one was British. That's cool, White Vegetta. That's really cool. Uh, most dangerous thing in the world. Thank you, Leon. That's the episode name. Anyway, let's move on. Leatherneck version two, then. Same year, by the way, 1986, that we get a repaint of the figure. So, you know, Hasbro were, were doing this, like, you know, way before Classified came into existence. Um, he was repainted in a tan deco for the Toys R Us exclusive Special, special Mission Brazil box set. Um, and there is, yeah, there's the box set with the tape. Um and there is obviously tan leatherneck. Um, I do love this figure. I love this repaint. It's a beautiful repaint, really well done. Uh, and still lots of interesting deco hits and stuff. Well, you know, you've got the light tan all over there. You've got the kind of, again, you've got the two-tone vest, which is a really good touch. And then you've still got the green backpack. They didn't change the, the backpack. That stayed the same color. So uh, that's interesting as well. Anyway. The set also featured a tan version painted over the original artwork on the file card. <clears throat> but can you spot the mistake? I'll wait. Can you spot the mistake on the file card art? Oh, hated these color schemes as a kid and didn't feel like I missed out. Now I absolutely need it for classified. <laughs> Brilliant. Nice one, Leon. Um, did any of your parents watch Action Force G.I. Joe with you? Um Yes, WJ. My mom and uh, my mom would love it. My mom loved the cartoon. Um, just didn't have much choice for the most part because it was always on. Uh, Dad used to watch it as well if he was kind of like he he if he was there. Like, um, not saying he was absent. Uh, my dad was, you know, obviously um, in the RAF at the time. But 
if they were home and they were, I was watching it on the TV, yeah, they'd have to watch it as well. But um, no, they 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 caught a lot of it. My mum especially, she really loved GI Joe cartoon or uh, Action Force. She loved all of that stuff. She loved the action figures. She thought they were really fun. Um, Dad enjoyed it for the military aspect and like looking at, you know, like when I get excited to get a new figure or talk with him about it and ask him questions about stuff. Um, but yeah, he um, he dad loved it for that that aspect, and mom loved it for the cartoon and the stuff, you know, all the toys and everything. Um, the Mission Brazil set is incredible, says Death Valley Machine. It really is. Uh, there are people out there that don't know what a tape is. I know RKW. That that audio cassette is is so awesome as well. It's so crap. And the other side is is you can record your own mission on it. How cool is that? I love that aspect to uh, GI Joe. Yes, yes, guys, you you've all got it. He's got that little green bit of the arm was missing. They forgot to paint over that bit of green on the file card art there. Obviously, there was no kind of full art for Leatherneck. So what I must add, and uh, I got this from um, Carson's books as well, is their Leatherneck art was painted over, but only on that little tiny segment. So there is Leatherneck artwork that features that tiny segment painted over, and the rest of it is in the green. Isn't that sad, but quite cool at the same time? So that that artwork exists in the <coughs> in the um, Hasbro um, what do you call it archives? Isn't that fun? There's loads of fun, intricate, historic details to the Leatherneck uh, history. I love it. It's so much fun. Um, do 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 do. Uh, military dad. Yep. Uh, old man. Special mission Brazil. Who else wants a classified claymore? Yes, please. I want a classified blooming rum, rum, was it Rumbler and uh, Footloose first. Um, my mum refused to believe Sonny Crockett would lend his voice to an acting force video. Did she really? That's hilarious. No, my mum loved the cartoon. Um, wetsuit can't, too, can't be too far behind. Uh, absolutely. Brother-in-law is retired chair force and I'm med discharged from army. That's interesting, W. Um, do you mean air force or were you just being funny on that one? I can't tell. Mum introduced me to MacGyver by saying he was like a one-man action force. I love that. MacGyver was a big favourite in the uh, household as well. Loved watching MacGyver. Loved the A-Team. Loved all of that stuff, honestly. It was great. Paul Sidaway says, I'm a little behind. Sorry, I think it's funny to think they changed the birthplaces. Yes, to make them more familiar. I think a lot of US released birthplaces are unknown to Americans. Uh, you, yes, that Paul, 100%. The UK file cards... We covered a lot of that uh, just previously, so you'll have to watch the uh, catch-up. We go into a lot of detail with that one, actually. I wouldn't mind a classified listen and fun tripwire. Oh, who wouldn't, Kevin? That'd be great. Anyway, that's Leatherneck V2 and the discrepancy in his artwork there. Let's move on to 1993 now and Battlecore Cardback Leatherneck version 3. Um, numbered number 11. They were all numbered, the Battlecore figures. Uh, you can see his number just under his name on the card there. Um, anyway... Wicked new card art, by the way. I've got to admit, I love this new card art. Um, I thought it was really cool and dynamic and fun. Um, I love that. It's interesting that they changed his hat, though. I figured you'd have, like, I'm trying to, there's another one that has, like, a baseball hat, isn't there? Um, uh, Outback. Outback would make more sense with a hat like this. And then you could give, like, um, Leatherneck a more marine-style cover, I guess. But I don't know. It's still pretty cool. It's still pretty dope. Um, 
non-sequitur anyone here watch parks and wildlife i got some of their re reaction figures so i can have some civilians walking around that's a good idea w i like that uh, macgyver could make a breaching charge out of a potato he could i used to like really enjoy those scenes because macgyver did it and the a-team did it when they would be stuck in a you know, oh, let's leave the A team. Let's lock them in this garage with a car that's actually almost nearly there, and welding equipment. Yeah, let's do that. Um, uh, do, do, do military humor. Oh, military humor. I see W. I wasn't sure if it was a you know, um, what's the word? Uh, typo. So chair force. You meant that. I like it. Battlecore leatherneck pants feel like an homage to South uh, to SM Brazil's Claymore. Actually, that's not a bad shout. That's not a bad shout. I just see them as giraffe. Uh, camo and of course now famous giraffe camo deco was used for this version of leatherneck on his pants slash trousers see i've used both there um um 93 was my first leatherneck says michael awesome anyone ever make a 118 macgyver i have seen one i think it was lacroix toys maybe on a shout out lacroix toys for doing an o-ring version of macgyver i might be in i might be wrong but he's done every other one it's amazing his uh, his 118 customs are beautiful um or one yeah they're one they're three and three quarter i should say they're like o-ring figures um there was a 118 macgyver with a jeep i think oh that's cool anyway um geo declassifies as lecor was that the name of the company, or have I just um, have I missed something? As with most uh, figures in that period, he came with a weapon sprue with a number of previously released rifles, a handgun, knife, and firing rocket launcher. Uh, just to show you some of those, um, as you can see, you had that. I think it was I can't remember who had that. Who had that rifle? One of the Battle Force Two Thousand, wasn't it? Wasn't it? I can't remember who it was who had that, but someone did. Someone will remind me in the comments, or it'll be something completely different. But I just I remember I recognise it. Um, here he is with his working um, missile launcher as well. And Carson has recreated the uh, card art on this image as well, which is a nice one. Love it. Love the pants. Love the idea. Now, I don't think we'll see this in Classified anytime soon, or not yet anyway. Um, but I believe we'll, you know, th there might be something in the, in, the, in the offing with like a version two of Leatherneck in the future. But like, I think if they, I, I would like, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here, but I could see them doing version one and version two. And then version three would have to be a new build. So yeah, wouldn't necessarily be a repaint as such. But anyway, that's Leatherneck version three. His file card changed ever so slightly. Now he is the brawler driver as his secondary specialty. He's a Marine drill sergeant and he's a brawler driver. Still born in the same place. And most of the other st stuff stayed the same, apart from obviously the call out of what he's got um, on him in his uh, file card art, his, art, his artwork. So... Yeah, infantry training specialist is an uh, an interesting kind of you know kind of like specialty to give him when he is a marine, you know, and a drill sergeant still. That's his primary. But anyway, that's what he's given, and now he's grade E seven, so they changed that as well. And we know now that E seven does mean that. So you guys were right, or someone's made a mistake somewhere. But also, this was something that was happening in this time period where vehicles came with no vehicle driver. They would assign. A vehicle driver in a file card somewhere on a on a single carded figure and it was a nice marketing kind of move where you know they felt like oh mate well we don't have a figure with this vehicle so let's just make it so that if they do buy the figure they need the vehicle or if they do buy the vehicle they're going to need the figure so that was a, a good way of kind of you know doing that and again straight out of the marketing 101 book i believe um yeah they have 
Claymore and Leatherneck have very similar under trousers. I mean, regular trousers. If Leatherneck's weapons were that big, what the hell was Bazooka carrying exactly? Um, shout out to Rain Tony, says Death Valley Machine. Okay. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, sorry. Just trying to... I don't want to miss any kind of like, you know, questions or anything like that. Um, I feel Lenny would try to pack in stupidly big weapons as an homage to Battle Force. I don't think he will. Um... Anyway, anywho, that is Leatherneck version 3. Now, we move into a very interesting, weird area. Uh, and I've got lots to talk about here. So before you go crazy in the comments on this one, shug it. Sorry, uh, Al Vega said it. I wanted to say it out loud. Shug it. Um, now, this was interesting. The Real American Hero Collection. Two-pack, gung-ho and Leatherneck. Kind of makes sense, like Marine two-pack, you know, I get it. Gung-Ho utilized his, you know, very, like, pretty solid Gung-Ho version, whatever it was, three or four or five, whatever it was, um, from previously. Um, and I kind of like that Gung-Ho mold, by the way. I like that version of him. I thought he was really cool with the headband and the flag and all that. Kind of, I thought it was really dope. But this was a weird one. So he also came packaged as well. This figure, it's exactly the same figure. Let's look at it. With, he came, well, in a second, he came with as the driver for the Mobile Command Center in 2003 as well. So this figure released twice, two-pack with Gung-Ho and once for the Mobile Command Center, G.I. Joe versus Cobra set, right? The figure was a kit bash using, using a number of parts available at the time, like a bit of Duke, a bit of Lifeline, I think, a bit of other characters. Completely new, but massively generic look, and, and something that did not scream Leatherneck to me in any way, shape, or form. And I believe it was because they, it was just what they had um, to work with at the time in terms of, um, what's the word, trademark names and you know what they had available to them in all sorts of capacities. And, and it was really just thrown together, honestly. Now, you end up with this, this figure, right, which is very bland, um, very, like, not Leatherneck at all, and really didn't, it didn't buzz my berries, is what I'm saying. And and the fact that it didn't really resemble Leatherneck in any way, shape, or form. You know, look younger, different hairstyle, completely... It's a different character at the end of the day. I don't think that this one should be called Leatherneck, honestly. It's it's really, really weird. Um, did Thomas Wheeler have a part on the file card write-ups? The David Lane and Thomas Wheeler were writing them at, at that stage, Ed. Yes, uh, they were doing a lot of file cards for... This kind of stuff, and they also obviously for the for the club too um, did. But anyway, yeah, bit, very generic, honestly. This one. Then we get, in, and I'm, I'm zipping through because it's connected to this one as well. So then, Leatherneck version five in the Valor versus Venom line comes out, 2004, with the defense mech, completely new mold, but it followed the previous version's design, clean shaven, rather generic overall aesthetic. Now this is where I'm getting to. Like, there's there's the figure, right? Now, someone's going to have to call me out on this one because I haven't properly done the research. I just looked at the dates and of, of when they came out. But Avatar came out five years after this mech and this design, this figure design. This mech. This friggin' mech and this figure design. And then we get Colonel Miles Corich and the mech that he's in like five years later if 
if there has ever been a more obvious inspiration for a character design and mechs, then it's five years of development from here to here, is what I'm saying. Now, I get that Avatar was one of those movies that was in development for a long time. It was a huge, like, it, it was a long time in the making, right? But realistically, the design for and how, like, some of the uh, characters were designed in that movie would, do you guys think there might be some sort of like, oh, yeah, let's, this is, this is a good, I mean, look, it just looks to me like Avatar effectively. Like, this figure is effectively Colonel Miles Quaritch, basically. Like, the same, he's even got the kind of, like, the vest over the undershirt vest, so he's completely sleeveless in Seattle. And then, like, you know, I mean, I know it's a bit generic military, but the Colonel, the Colonel doesn't strike me as, as like, in, in if you were to say, like, the Colonel of a, in a film, I wouldn't immediately think sleeveless. I wouldn't think he's rocking the vest all the time. They went with that vibe, obviously, and it's cool and it works really well and he's a really good villain. But it really does make me laugh that this figure was out five years prior to Avatar coming out. If I'm right in my in, in my thought process here, it just feels like this was a huge inspiration for that, that character. And I could be wrong. Maybe also, maybe G.I. Joe were taking inspiration from something else prior to this that the Avatar might have been taking inspiration from as well. But um, it just seems like, I don't know, Leon thinks it's a coincidence. I think it's really tight. I think it's really close. And I think it's something that's like quite interesting. But anyway, it, and even the hair is the same bloody color, Leon. The hair is the same color. That kind of like beige gray. That isn't even a hair color. <laughs> I'm with you, Leon, though. I think it is a coincidence. I'm really just being tongue-in-cheek here and joking a little bit. But it's still pretty cool. And I, I just keep thinking, this Leatherneck journey I went on for this history background, before we've even... 50 minutes in and we haven't talked classified yet. But, like, you know, th this little, like, journey I went on just kept coming up with these little gems. And this is a gem for me. Like, it's, it's Quaritch 100%. But... Um, I love it, and I love the fact I love the battle techs and the mech mech armors and all that kind of stuff. And I love the fact that it carried on into like, you know, the modern four inch era. Um, you know, we even sort of had it in the you know the Star Brigade and stuff. We had it there with mech suits and stuff. So like, I like that addition, and I love mechs when they do them. Um, and I genuinely, I would love a mech in the classified series. Is where I'm going here with this guys as well. I'd love mech in. The classified series and i think you could do some beautiful mechs in um um what do you call it what's the word in uh the classified scale uh as retail i think that would be like a figure vehicle absolute banger and there are so many figures that came with mechs in the modern four inch line too in fact what was that really cool one that i uh took loads of pictures of um had like a well, it was like a crimson. It was like a it was like a cobra mech and black, I think, and it had some sort of like new cobra driver, and I forget the name of it now, but it's really awesome. Anyway, um, any anywho, lo love that kind of aspect of version five of Leatherneck, and and also the fact that it drew from the previous version a little bit, clean shaven, you know, like kind of you know, I call it the marine haircut as well, because effectively 
you know, that's what Leatherneck is as well. But, um, you know, I feel it, I feel that a little... I don't think it's Leatherneck unless he has that little bit of straggly hair sticking out the back of his hat. You know what I mean? It just feels more Leatherneck, the one they did in the vintage era. Anyway, let's move on to Sigma 6. Not version 6, although it sort of would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, because it's version 5 going into Sigma 6. That's interesting. So in 2007, no, in 2007... Leatherneck was released as a Sigma-6 figure in the Combat Squad subset. Um, what would have been great here is if they'd given him the scars across his face like, like Quaritch, right? Um, but that would have been too much of a... That would have been too much on the nose. Uh, completely new design and new take. Um, let's have a look at him. There he is, um, out of package. And, of course, I'm a big fan of Sigma-6. I know I jokingly rip it out of Justin Bell, who is a huge Sigma-6 fan. But I loved it. I had, a, I had a great time in that period, in that era. So um, I'm all for it. And I think they did some amazing things in it. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but, you know, it stands alone. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't over, it doesn't, it's not overbearing, it doesn't take over anything. It doesn't continue a, a continuity. It's its own thing and it stands alone and it can be what it is. And I think that's why people kind of like, you know, that you, you kind of love it or I don't know if it's a love it or hate it vibe. I don't know if many people, like, I'm sure there are people that hate it, but it's not one of those ones that is, like, hugely derided in the fandom that I've seen from my personal experience. I feel like the cartoon is one of those ones that people don't really like, and I'm not a massive fan of it. It's a bit hard work. But I think the, like, the toy line was brilliant. Loads of great things. They were well ahead of their time. The packaging turning into, you know, um, actual... Uh, containers for weapons and stuff, like the plastic tubs either side. We can see it there. Look, the bottom and the top. Um, when you when you take those off, they would connect together and create like a, a weapons locker. Just brilliant stuff like that. Really loved it. And again, uh, some brilliant designs, some brilliant additions to the line, um, and really really enjoyed it. Now, completely new take. He does he does actually come with this removable soft goods vest, which is kind of cool, and a gas mask. Um, as well. So that it was Leatherneck Sigma 6. And again, this is one, like I say, I, I'm not like, I like Sigma 6. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of it. And I like some of the things they did in it. So yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind mechs, but I'd like to see Hotwire and Ghost Bear. Oh, hell yeah, Rachel. There's some apps. Like, yeah, Ghost Bear as well. I love Ghost Bear as a character because it's so like, like foreign... Um, you know, variation sort of kind of vibe. Yeah, I love the I love the thought of Ghost Bear as well. And Hotwire, yeah, or bat, bat mechanic, hundred percent, all down for it all day long. Um, are you ref talking about the Ghost Bear when you were referring to that Cobra Mech? Uh, I was no, I was talking about Ghost Bear for Rachel. Rachel was talking about it. Uh, anyway, um, Leatherneck version six, actual version six of Leatherneck. The first modern four-inch inclusion came out in 2008 for the 25th anniversary, packaged as the driver for the Ore Striker in the Desert Tan Deco, homaging his Mission Brazil release from 1986. There's the um, Ore Striker box as well. I, I kind of like these this era of G.I. Joe. I really enjoyed the 25th anniversary and, and what it kind of grew into. Um, yes, there was a lot of shortcomings in some of the figure design, but that was the thing you're learning as you're as you're creating this stuff, and then you're getting things like, you know, Rise of Cobra, which improved on a lot of aspects of 25th, and then, um, of course, Pursuit of Cobra, 
which which took it to another level. 30th anniversary, which continued that run, and retaliation, which continued that level of quality in the four-inch line. Um, I 100% loved all this stuff um, and really liked some of the packaging and loved the fact that you had these little dio backgrounds that would come with, with, with the uh, vehicle figures. Um, yeah, and, and this was another one that I really enjoyed because it gave us tan deco leatherneck before we got leatherneck leatherneck, um, which again was funny because we don't get leatherneck, proper green leatherneck for the longest time in the modern four inch line. Um, and I don't know why we were waiting for so long, but anyway, uh, not so long. It wasn't that long, but it was a, a bit interesting. Yes, this version of the figure is a bit janky. I will give you that. Gung-Ho's head usage. So Gung-Ho version 18 head was used, which does take something away from the character a little bit. Um, it doesn't 100% scream Leatherneck to me. I mean, it does and it doesn't. And I don't say, and I'm not saying that it screams Gung-Ho to me because it doesn't scream Gung-Ho either. Actually, do you know what it screams to me? It screams to me, Sergeant Slaughter's taken his shades off and dressed like Leatherneck is what it's, it, that fed sculpt looks like Sergeant Slaughter to me. So that's what I would say um, with that one. But yeah, that's V6. And I just have to show the artwork on the side because I think this is so funny. Um, it's actually not bad, but it does have, it does, the pose kind of makes him a little bit funny. The, it almost looks like French Foreign Legion kind of a uniform as well. He even facially looks a bit French Foreign Legion uh, from that era as well, back in like the, whenever it was, like the 30s and 40s, 40s and 50s or wherever it would have been. But, um, Anyway, yes, um, the dreaded Duke arms, Ray. Yes, that's that's another big problem. Not a fan of the arms. But again, the artwork's really funny. And I had to put it in there because I thought it was quite... Yeah, a bit, a bit Castro, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Then we get version 7, right? Which you'd think they might maybe... I know it's Rise of Cobra, but you'd think they might do something like, let's do Leatherneck regular version 1 to, you know, cover that base. Nope. They went with this really dark kind of deco. Anyway, he comes as a, he comes. He's uh, a version. Sorry, he's a repaint of version six. Came with the Tiger Claw ATV in 2011 for the Rise of Cobra line. Suffered from the product delay as well, and was supposed to be released in 2010, but only made it to some shelves in Canada at that time, and then ended up in Ross and secondary retailer stores in like 20 the following year, basically. So yeah, this is like a Night Force leatherneck, isn't it? Maybe that's a maybe that's a possible repaint that I didn't really consider. Um, but that's something we can talk about now, uh, figure six pack. Let's put this in the possibility of repaints for Leatherneck in the classified series as a possible Night Force inclusion, because I think that's a, a good shout, honestly. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, let's move on to version eight. Now, this is where we finally get in 2011 a green version of Leatherneck. Um, so features some different parts use, uh, but the majority of the previous version was still in there. Uh, released in 2011 Mission Brazil box set for Jocon, featured his version one deco and was the first modern era Leatherneck to homage that design, as I just said. And boom, there he is, a uh, little bit better. Um, and this one kind of like, I don't know, this was about the closest we got um, before we got the uh, the next version, which is actually my favourite version so far of Leatherneck, which will probably change uh, when, the, when we get the classified version, and will kind of make me start talking about the classified version a bit more now, because the next version following this one... Oh, I tell a lie. 
I've got more to talk about. Yeah, sorry. So before we get to the next version of Leathernex, sorry, I should have said, uh, let's talk 2013 and Microforce. So Hasbro released a line of cute minifigure figure multi-packs called Microforce. Leatherneck got a figure in the line and featured his design and deco from his original figure, more or less. Uh, each figure came with a circular figure stand, and they didn't deco his moustache. I know it's very close to his machine gun, so I get why. It would have been difficult, but, you know, still makes me laugh. Um, I really like... Leatherneck isn't quite right for Nightclub Force. No, he's not Nightclub Force. Let's just say Night Force, but not Nightclub Force. He'd be too... Well, who... Hang on. Who went to the club? Yeah, it was Leatherneck, Wetsuit, and Dial Tone went to the club um, in Joe's Night Out. So maybe he is Nightclub Force, guys. Maybe him, Dial Tone, and Wild, well, Wetsuit have to be introduced. Sorry, have I got that right? Wetsuit, Leatherneck... Dial tone. Yeah, they were the three that went to Joe's night out on Joe's night out. Anyway, um, so yeah, he's he's in nightclub force as well. For those that don't understand what nightclub force is, it's um, a silly thing that we came up with a few episodes back uh, because someone wanted chuckles in night force and said, how cool would it be to have like, you know, a black shirt with like pink floral, like, you know, neon pink floral. And I was like, yes, teal pants. No, I'm just kidding. It was pink and teal floral on a black shirt and I think black pants. But I think white pants would look really good on him uh, on a nightclub force chuckles. Anyway, enough of that. We got a microforce leatherneck. I love this line, by the way. I got all of them. I loved all of them. And I wanted another series of these because I thought they were so adorable. This is the these are the best minifigs since the, the since the the micro figures that came with the uh the, the G1 figure, the, the vintage figures. Uh, I love those original minifigures, um, and I love these Microforce. They're my all-time favorite minifigure loves. Um, you know, disagree with me in the comments if you if you must, but that is my shout. Um, they, they've never done better minifigs since. I'm saying that. I'm going for it. But I do, I, the Jada ones are cute. And everything, all right, but they're okay. But these Microforce were, the, were where it was at for the cutesy vibe. And I think they did some really fun characters. We had like all the cancelled concept case, like Arashikagi clan, um, you know, characters in there and zombie and all. It was brilliant. You know, single uh, timbers and junkyards. And so, oh, it's so good. So good. Um, anyway. Can we get um MNCF chuckles now? MNCF of lost I'm lost. M Monday nightclub force. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, let's move on. Then we get Creo a year later, 2014. So we're still not into version nine, which is what I'm getting to. But in 2014, Hasbro released their fifth wave of blind bag Creo figures, including Leatherneck, based on his original figure design, came with a backpack, rifle, stand, and removable marine cover. And of course, the, the little kind of clip on the rifle too, like a, um, uh, I suppose it's supposed to be a grenade launcher. It, I think it is, isn't it? But mini nightclub force. Thank you, Rexship. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, yes, so... This is, again, another addition to the kind of minifig kind of team um, and uh, for the Creo figures, of course. And they, I thought they did really well with the deco on this one to get that intricate camo pattern all over the really small, awkward parts of the of the figure and to get so much detail on the chest. Love it. 
Really love it. It's a really cute Creo. Uh, the Creo is more in scale than the 50th. Well, let's get to my favorite figure now, and that is Leatherneck version 9. Version 9 gave us, I think, our best modern era version of the character since his original figure. Released in 2014 for the 50th anniversary in a three-pack with Destro version 29 and Hawk version, version 6 called the Eagle's Edge. And that's what I was referring to when I said there's another connection to the Eagle's Nest sort of vibe uh, that we got in the UK um, file card. And I'm not saying that this has anything to do with that, but it does sound like the Eagle's Edge is sort of like a, you know, a play on the Eagle's Nest um, kind of vibe, you know, mission, sort of, not the same mission, of course, but I'm not saying that Destro commits suicide and they they breach the Eagle's Nest, but uh, you know what I'm saying. I'm thinking that it was a kind of play on that, and uh, I wonder if there was an homage there, if they'd looked at the Action Force card back and seen that, or if, uh, pro to be honest, it's probably more just coincidental, and the Eagle's Edge has nothing to do with the Eagle's Nest, which it probably doesn't at all, um, but I, again, I like to see these like strangled root connections and try and connect them anyway. Now, the thing about this Leatherneck is it utilized the Roblox version 23 body with a brand new head sculpt that really captured the character, in my opinion. Now, the figure here, way more hench. He's like super hench, big dude. And to be honest, he is in the cartoon. He's a hench fella in the cartoon. He kind of, I know like when he stands next to Wetsuit, they're about the same height or whatever. Or I, I think Leatherneck's a little bit taller than Wetsuit when they stand next to each other. But you see him next to Gung Ho, same size in the cartoon. Watch Let's Play Soldier. Uh, it's all the big lads in that, isn't it? It's uh, Gung Ho, Leatherneck, Roadblock, and um, someone else. I always forget the other the someone else, don't I? Someone will tell me in the comments. Um, but anyway, those those they're all the big lads, and they all like look the same height, size, scale, what have you. So I like the fact that they made Leatherneck a hench fella in the line. So I'm I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm saying I want them to do the same thing in the classified series. I want to see hench Leatherneck, and again, the head sculpt on this figure is well good. Uh, I really like this one. Um, again, I think this was. This was definitely the best modern era version of Leatherneck since his vintage uh, figure. Um, out completely urinates on the 25th kind of mold, doesn't it? Like completely. So anyway, um, Leon wants him Outback scaled in Classified. You see, I, 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 yeah, I know Outback is kind of like seen as being a, a kind of chunky lad, but as a survivalist, I would probably see him more lean, more kind of, um, you know, not necessarily skinny at all, but definitely more lean and kind of on a smaller scale than like Leatherneck, who I'd expect to be kind of like a big burly, explosive, you know, juggernaut of a man, uh, like Gung Ho, like Roadblock. But with Outback, I see Outback as more kind of and ever so, maybe in between that kind of, obviously not dead skinny, obviously not super like hench, but kind of as they've done him, honestly. I, I think Outback is perfect. Um, and I think Leatherneck would be brilliant as a, you know, a, you know, like similar body shape with, um, with Roadblock and Gung Ho, just hench fellas, you know. Um, what are other people saying? 
yeah, I love the fact that Repeater's a hench dude as well, honestly. I think he's he that is a wicked figure. That is a brilliant modern four-inch figure. Um, if they don't use a new mold, use the gung-ho torso would make total sense. That's what I think. They had the mold that's recycled from the movie Roadblock. Oh, right, yeah, 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 totally, totally. Um, for this figure, yeah, the one we're looking at on screen at the moment, yes. Um, and Repeater, I love the fact they use that that body on Repeater. I think Repeater's a brilliant figure. Um, I think the gung-ho buck is just a bit too big, says Leon. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, big Boa's a good shout. Maybe he's probably more close to it. Yeah, possibly. Gung-ho, Leatherneck, and Sarge make mainframe and hollow point feel a little inadequate. <laughs> Hell no. Mainframe makes them feel inadequate, inadequate with his incredible intelligence and hacking skills. Uh, mainframe's dope. And hollow point, actually. I love the fact that hollow point's had almost a resurgence in the line ever since his hollow point typo by the club i kind of love the fact they did that uh not that they made a typo i love the fact that they brought that character out of um out of the built to line built built to rule line um and kind of you know gave him uh, another kind of breath of life in there i really enjoyed that i'd be okay with leatherneck on a slaughterized body not really roadblock scale i, I see what you're saying ed on that one i get that i just feel like he needs to be he needs to be hench in my opinion um, Hollow Point looks like the Joe's tractor driver. Hell yeah, and I love every second of it. Um, so anyway, version nine, that is all of the versions so far that I could find. Have I missed any? Let me know in the comments as we're going along. Have I missed any Leatherneck versions? I probably, I usually do. Sometimes I do it on purpose just to get more interactivity. That was a joke. Um, anyway, yes, Leatherneck Let's talk classified Leathernet quickly before the Super Bowl actually happens. Um, yes, so I'm thinking this is this is what I'm thinking for the most part with Leatherneck, right? His obviously is original deco. Um, that, you know, the same as that kind of version nine kind of figure, very much that vibe um, is what I'm expecting. I'm expecting Head sculpt to be somewhere in the region of that that modern era, that modern four inch figure. I think that is an absolutely spot on sort of kind of like um, you know vibe. And then in terms of the uh, loadout, backpack, rifle, you know, single carded figure, Bob's your uncle. I'm not you know maybe the pistol and the knife and all that kind of stuff. But do we need a lot of stuff for him? I know his this modern version came with uh, the kind of big machine. Excuse me, the big machine gun the ammo belt and all that jazz. But I don't know if he needs that. Uh, definitely the, the, the secondary he's going to need. That that vest secondary is going to be quite important. And, of course, the removable hat, the cover. So, yeah, I think that is what I'm expecting. Nothing too crazy. Uh, nothing too, like, you know, nothing too different on there that I'm, I think a lot of you guys are expecting. Um, in terms of repaints... I think it's going to be the Mission Brazil, one hundred percent, and they'll do. I think they'll they'll do like maybe that'll be like a theme for a little while, uh, special missions Brazil at some point when they change theme at Target if they ever do. Um, maybe that'll be a good way to do it, or they'll just do it, you know, when they want to do it in a in a in a wave or what have you. But I'd love to see a Mission Brazil redeco. Uh, the only reason I've got the twenty fifth one up there is because it, you know it shows a modern version of that deco. Uh, but really, um, that's pretty much it, I think. I don't really see anything else other than the yeah, the removable cover, the backpack, the rifle, the knife, um, a pistol, 
and the, and the yeah, and that's it. And there's right, and that's it. I don't really need anything else with him. I think he'd be great with all that stuff. Oh yes, I have forgotten one. I have forgotten one. It's the Funko Pop Leatherneck. Thank you, Figure Six Pack. And you know what? I I it was I was on um it was in on my tabs to use it and to put graphics to it and everything. How did I forget the Funko? I've got that Leatherneck Funko Pop, not near me, but I do have it. That is hilarious. Absolutely, I knew I'd forget one. So there you go. There's always one I'll forget. Um, but yeah, the Funko Pop Leatherneck Funko Pop is that that is one I. And I, that's the thing. I plan to put it in here. I thought I was finished. I'm never finished. Okay, so classified um, Leatherneck. Sorry, Leatherneck in general. Funko Pop. Let's add Funko Pop to the end of that. Uh, let's just pretend I put it up there. Let's pretend we've seen it and let's move on from it. Um, any idea when classified Leatherneck is slated for release? Uh, looks like 2025 at this rate. Um... He should be cheap, as I think his arms, legs, torso will be reuse. Yeah, I think it'll be a, a bit of reuse. Um, obviously, the secondary, the uh, the head, um, they could probably maybe might be able to reutilize Gung Ho's cover. That might work, or they'll just do a new one. Uh, there are two. Fun You're rightly on. There are two Funko Leathernecks because they did the Mission Brazil deco as well, didn't they? <laughs> I missed two. Leathernecks. That is a record, I think, for missing things on a video. Ugh. Anyway, brilliant. I knew I was going to forget one, and in this case, two. So thank you for pointing that out, guys. Um, if you want to look at Funko Leathernecks, you can search them after the fact, but uh, you won't be seeing them on the screen, unfortunately. Not because I hate them. Well, I don't give. I'm don't give two thirds of a monkey's. I mean, I have them. That's the annoying thing. Oh, the mystery mini. You're right. It's a mystery mini as well, isn't it? So there's three Funkos. Damn it. I have the mystery minis as well. Uh, anyway, Leathernecks had a lot of Funko love for some reason. Um, so let's just say, should we just say that I purposely left it out because I hate Funko, which I don't. Uh, I'm not that fussed. But anyway, Hilarious. Maybe I'll I'll throw that in the in the in the comments, not the comments. Yeah, I suppose the comments of Facebook, comments of YouTube. Uh, the I'll add that addition to the the Twitter when I post it on Twitter. I'll just add. Yeah, it's poor research. Unsubscribe. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, anyway, yeah. So classified Leatherneck. I think we can all agree it's going to look very much like you know what we expect it to look like. It's going to come with what we expect. And yeah, I think it's going to be a banger. I'm excited for this one. Um, that's pretty much it, though, guys. I've come to the end of this episode. Let's quickly um, kind of like phase out into uh, the end. Yes, so we've had a good look at um, Leathernecks history. I didn't get into the Funko Pops, which is annoying because I had it lined up and for some reason didn't add it. How silly. Um, but yeah, there are a number of Funko Pops for, for Leatherneck. We've got Green. We've got uh, Mission Brazil. And he came out in the Mystery Minis as well. Absolutely. Unreal. Um, anyway, have a great rest of the weekend. Enjoy Super Bowl number, was it? 50 something. I don't know. We're, we're in the 50s, aren't we? Um, have a 
great rest of your evening, uh, no matter what you're doing. Um, of course, stay fresh cheese bags, uh, as you all should. And remember, after three, what are you not to do? One, two, three, full force. Happy Sunday. That's it for this instalment of the Full Force News Burst. Make sure to like, comment and subscribe. See you next time and as always, Full Force. Make sure you get involved with the discussion by liking, sharing and commenting on these videos and as always you can keep up with the show after listening by following on X, formerly Twitter, at The Full Force, liking the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Full Force. We've also added a brand new Instagram so check us out there as well at The Full Force Podcast and if you would like to contact the show you can message us on any of those platforms with feedback and questions. We also have a Patreon page so if you want to show your support for the show, see your name up in lights on these videos or in enjoy exclusive bonus content then check out patreon.com forward slash the full force podcast or click on the link on any of the posts this podcast appears in full force